We're glad that you're with us again this morning. Um, my name is Daryl. I'm the uh, lead pastor here. And you're saying, what does he have on? Yeah. Okay, so this is the deal. Look, all right, this is the deal. I was thinking, what is one thing that I could do personally to not only honor my wife, but mothers in general? So here you go. This is for all the moms, but first my wife. So um, I got a feeling that this might become a little bit of a tradition, so... Uh, because once you start something like this, it kind of happens. And so I just want to, I want to say happy Mother's Day to everybody. I mean, you moms. Yes. Amen. So, uh, We're going to go ahead and take our offering now, just because uh, the way I think things are going to move towards our service. And um, this is a great time to finish uh, your Connect card. And as Chair said, this card is really just for in-house information, and we don't give it out to anybody, but we like, this is one way we communicate to everybody. And we're really grateful for your generosity. I want to remind you that the scripture tells us, and God will generously provide for your needs. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. That's generosity. And if there is anything that should form the follower of Christ, it needs to be generosity. It just needs to be something that flows from us. And, uh, and my prayer for myself and for us that we would continually learn to cultivate a generous heart, a generous attitude, and just continually to be a generous people. And in saying that, I want to I congratulate everybody because I found out this morning that the 30-hour famine and our youth raised $1,435. Isn't that great? Now that is generosity. And so we just want to continue that. We also, you know, we have our Mexico mission, our mission Sunday. We celebrate not only Mexico, but also what we do in Cambodia. And, um, um, and that money will, will be used for Mexico I just got back from Mexico yesterday. Um, it was a quick trip. I was invited to go down to sit with some other leaders and discuss some uh, things that are kind of going on within the nation. And I got some prayer. I was a little nervous because there was issues. <laughs> issues that could have become real issues. <laughs> Big issues, I guess. And so I got some prayer and reached out. And I'll tell you what. It worked out better than I anticipated. And I want to give the glory to God for that. It worked out better than I anticipated. And I'm so glad to be off planes, out of vans. <laughs> it's good to be here with you, my family. So once again, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Um, 
man, what can I say? Um, I had the op- my, my mom and myself had a great relationship. I'm the oldest of four boys in my family. Um, I was really close to my mother, closer to my mother than I was my father. Um, and I miss her. I miss our conversations. Uh, she was a, a devout follower of Christ. And uh, I miss my mom. And then uh, uh, Doreen, my mother-in-law, who also is, was my mom, we spent her, she lived with us for three months or so. And, and um, as challenging as that was before she went to go be with Christ, uh, it was very, very, very special in so many ways. And I, I counted, Lisa and I counted as a privilege to be able to serve her the way we were able to do that. And, uh, and I'm grateful to God that his grace is really sufficient. I will say that it was probably, it was probably one of the hardest things I, I, I have ever done uh, in, in so many ways, but so rich and one of the richest things that we have ever done in so many ways. So I just want to put that out there. To all of us. Um, You know, I do want to talk about honoring this morning. Specifically moms, but honoring parents. You know, in in Exodus, when Moses, God used Moses to take the children of Israel out of captivity... And he brought them through, and you know the story, he takes them through all the miracles. Uh, you see, there's just the movement and the hand of God for this, this people of God. And they bring them there to Sinai, and, and God just rescued them. Time and time and time again, they have all of these miraculous things take place before their eyes. The favor of God upon them And God using Moses to lead them somewhere around a million people out of Egypt into the promised land. And at that time, they're at the Mount Sinai, and at there, they're they're there. And Moses goes up and he meets God. He meets God there. And um, I I don't want to, the whole story, but but there we get what what we understand to be the Ten Commandments. We call it the ten big ones, right? And in a lot of ways, it, it, it's formed our nation. And, and for sure, as a follower of Christ, it, it resonates within our heart and our spirit. And, and up there, while God is speaking to Moses, there's one verse there, the one commandment that, that God spoke to Moses that I'd like us a little bit focus on today. And it's there, verse 12, it says, Honor your father and your mother, then you will live long, full life in the land the Lord, your God is giving you. Honor your parents and you will live long. You know, and I have to admit, as, as growing up, I was this kind of this hoodlum, you know, a little rebellious and disrespected my parents. Uh, I, I don't even like remembering. But when I came to Christ, 
And I began to read the scriptures and began to talk. When I, when I, when I became a follower of Christ, something changed inside of me when it came to my parents. Something hugely changed inside of me. And I began to think of the sacrifices that both of them made on my behalf. You know, I, I came from a home with two working parents, you know, and, and on my behalf, what they did for me so that, you know, I would uh, uh, be, be able, provided for school and so forth. And they were just really great role models in that, in, the, in that aspect. As a matter of fact, it was so important for them to have a parent home that my mom would work a swing shift and my dad would work a day shift, so there was always a parent at the house. And this was their choice because my mother uh, was a waitress and she could have worked any shift she wanted. But they chose to do it this way so that, that there was always a parent at our house. And that's what I grew up with. And um, I just want to, you know, kind of give a shout out that, you know, moms and dads, they work hard to provide for their children. You know, it goes on, the scripture goes on to say in, in um, Ephesians 2.3, it says, Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on the earth. Now, I don't know about you, but that is good news, right? Isn't that good news? I think that is great news. The hard part is, is I'm not sure that I know how to honor people the way they deserve. So I, I, I was on this learning curve, and thus is the suit. That's one reason I'm doing this, is I'm trying to practice what I preach. Um, and I hope some of you follow suit. I pray that I'm a good role model to some of you. I mean, you got a year to think about it, right? Okay, thank you very much. But here, Paul, when he writes to that church in Ephesus, he finds it so important to say, look, honor your father and mother, and things will go well with you. Live with blessing. Live with that blessing from God. Do this and you will be blessed. Now, in saying that, every parent is flawed, right? But we wouldn't be here without our moms, would we? Right? Come think about it. We wouldn't be here without our moms. And you have to understand that God gave me, my parents, and that's what makes me unique. Right? I am uniquely designed because of the two parents that God has given me. My, what makes me up, what my, who I look like. I mean, who I even act like that I wasn't even modeled from. I mean, just all, I see these characteristics. I see them in my own kids. I'm going, you know, anyways. Matter of fact, it says in Psalm 139, I love now, Psalm 139 is one of my favorite songs, and I would suggest any of you to sit down in prayer and to sit with that with Jesus. It is an awesome psalm when it talks about God uniquely forming somebody. But here is Psalm 
139.13. And it says, you made all Oh, let's see, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. Now, psalmist is saying here, saying this to, to, to God. I wouldn't, um, excuse me, all my dinner, uh, delicate inner parts of my body, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Thank you, Lord. So, you and I are uniquely made. And that the, the Lord know, knew who we are as we're being formed and even before. And I want to say that no one in this room is an accident. No one is an accident. Maybe some of you here have heard said or overheard said, well, that you weren't planned. No one here is an accident. You need to hear that very clearly. You are here by God's design. And I want to remind you, brothers and sisters, that our mothers went through a lot of pain to get us here. Right? I wonder sometimes, do we really understand what pain we are, we've been thinking of labor, right? So you might say, well, okay, Daryl, how, how do we honor our moms or our parents? Well, first I would say this, as a child, I would start by uh, saying, being obedient to them, right? As, we're going, as a child... Let's be obedient. Let's say yes. Uh, Leviticus says this. Each of you must show great respect for your mother and your father. And you must always observe the Sabbath day of rest. I am the Lord your God. So you must always respect them. Now, respect is understanding, again, that our parents aren't perfect, but they are our parents. And that we must, like anybody else, that fo a follower of Christ, need to learn to live in that place of forgiveness. Because we are all flawed, right? Okay, just a little reminder there. I just wanted to... And you might say, well, okay, if I obey or respect my parents, you might say, well, why? Well, the first thing I would say is because we're told to by God and by Jesus. We're told to. Um, we respect them in other ways by listening to them. Um, you know, the Proverbs are all, read, as you read the Proverbs, you're going to see all kinds of Proverbs there that talks about listening and obeying and, and receiving the instruction of your parents. You know, and, and not to despise them in any way. God has given us our parents for a purpose. God is in our lives, and he provides for us. So, 
as we think and continue to think about honoring our mothers and honoring parents in general, we do it one way by having an attitude of appreciation. Having an attitude of appreciation. And I spoke a little bit about this when I started. When I think of all the sacrifices that my parents made for me so that I could have. You know, so, so that my and my brothers could have. Now, maybe it wasn't like my friends or something like that, but I know they worked hard. And I know that they wanted to give me more than they grew up with themselves. Do you realize that it, how much it costs to raise a child today? <laughs> you really don't want to know? Okay, I won't tell you. I got it right here. I know. It's a lot of money. How, well, let's do this. What do you think? Throw, it, throw out some numbers. That's what it feels like. <laughs> huh? You're close. A little high, but you're still close. You know when a mom and dad pull out their wallets to show you pictures? You know that when they pull out their wallets to show you pictures? There used to be money there. <laughs> yeah, where, where there's pictures, there used to be dollars. Well, I mean, man, they could, well, probably more than just a few bucks. That's what happens. They like pulling out their wallets, and now they're showing your kids, but there's nothing else in there. <laughs> it's, it's well over 200,000. So, um, Proverbs uh, 23 25 says this So, give your father and your mother joy. May she give you birth. May she. Who gave you birth, be happy. So, so give them joy. So maybe you're, you're, you're an adult. You're married, you're a young adult. Uh, you're getting older in life. What is it that your parents really want? That would be true. <laughs> That's a true statement. But, but um, when you're thinking about relationships with your children, when I think about my relationship with uh, Jacob and Manira, my daughter Rebecca, my, uh, Zach, Zach and Aubrey, what, what, what is it that, that I really look forward to? Time. Time, yeah. Time. Hanging out with them. Just, just being there, it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love I love it when um, uh, <clears throat> I love it when we get them all together and 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 all of a sudden you see this look come on Jacob's face because he's getting bored, and 
you know, and he wants to create some excitement in the room. So then he begins to reach out to his sisters. And the emotion of the room starts to escalate a little bit. You know, because he's such a tease. And he's so good at it. And then it gets going. And, and, and then my daughter Rebecca looks up and goes, Shut up, Jacob. And I kind of just chuckle. I just chuckle because I go on. You know, they're both in their 30s. And they were doing this when they were like eight. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. Here I am at my age and I get around my brothers. And I find myself doing the same thing to them. You know, I, did, I mean, I just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very polite teaser. So we have in the scriptures way that we're supposed to treat each other and honor people, honor our parents so you'll be blessed and life will go well with you. And I can honestly say, now before I, before I go much, much further, I can honestly say that Lisa and I really, really tried hard to live that scripture out. You know, I'm not going to say we're perfect. I'm not going to say, you know, we didn't clash. But we really, really believe, because I believe the word. I believe that the word is good for me, and I really worked hard to try to do this. And I'll say this, too, also. Without Christ, I think I would have been a gross failure at this because I was so self-centered. But Christ changed my heart in such a way and gave me a different lens by which to see family and to see my parents and the Holy Spirit is so, uh, so gracious to me in such a way to remind me of all the sacrifices they made for me. And uh, I think that's just a, a good journey to be on. You know, Timothy, First uh, Timothy 5.2 says this, and, was ta- and, and Paul is, is writing to Timothy here, and he says, Treat older women as you would your mother. That's an exhortation to this young man. He says, look, treat older women as you would treat your own mother. And treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sister. And so Paul is is exhorting this young man, this is how you treat people of the opposite sex. This is how you honor them. Take care of any widow, widow that has... No one else to take care of them. Here Paul is exhorting the church on how to take care of one another. But if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. This is what pleases God. And I want to remind us that even Jesus, when he was on the cross, he made seven statements. And one of those statements was to John and to uh, Mary, his earthly mother. And what he said to John, he looked at John and he said, and he said this to his disciples, speaking of John, John the apostle. He said, here's your mother. And from that And from then on, the disciple took her into her home. 
In other words, he was commissioning John to take care of Mary. And from that moment on, he took care of Mary. He took her home, as the scripture says. He was responsible. And so even Jesus on the cross made sure that, that Mary was provided for. Isn't that cool? Isn't that, isn't that great modeling? So I, my question here would be, how would we spell love when we're thinking of our parents? Or how, how, what is a way of defining that? I would say this, is by spending time with them. By making it a priority to be with them. To, and if they don't live nearby, you know, calling them, um, you know, uh, and, and I, 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 I'll just be honest here that there was times I'd get so busy when my mom was with us and I wouldn't call her as often. And, and um, shamefully, I would call her and she'd, she'd pick up the phone and say, well, it's about time. <laughs> Did you leave the country or something? <laughs> and then, you know, I would get a little irritated. Well, I got a life, mom. I didn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I never, I wouldn't say that. But, but I'd, all of a sudden, all of these justifications would begin to swell up inside of me. Uh, and they weren't justified. They weren't. They were not justified. There was never no reason why I couldn't call my mother. And for the longest time, all of our vacations were to go spend time with her, with the kids. So, um, the idea of honoring our parents, we have to do this in such a way that uh, at the same time honors God. And if you want to honor God, you and I must obey or try to honor our parents. Now, in saying all of that, we are a, a group of people that believe when we think about healing, we believe of healing the whole person, physical healing, emotional healing, mental healing, all of that. We just believe that, that healing um, is a part of who we are. And in saying that, I want to say we understand that some of us and some of us here and people that we know have had, you know, just bad relationships. Just bad. Let's just be honest about it. And they've had bad relationships. And I want to say that that Jesus is here for you. It could be, you know, different types of deep, you've been deeply hurt by your parents. It could be physically, or maybe your, your parents had alcohol or addiction issues. Maybe you've been hurt emotionally. Maybe um, something was said along the way that hooked you emotionally, and you've never really been able to overcome it. Um, uh, I had my youngest second brother. Um, some things were said uh, that my, my natural dad had said that my brother Eugene got a hold of, and it messed up his life for the rest of his life. Just messed up his life for the rest of his life. And um, uh, I found out about that later on in life. But when, and as a follower of Christ, and when I found out about that, I really, as I looked at the decisions he made and all the, all the things he did, I mean, he was just on that broad road of destruction. 
And I realized, you know, all that started way back when this happened, when he found out that our natural father had said. So, and those kinds of hurts just, just have a way of, of getting rooted in our hearts. And they begin to affect everything in our life. And maybe there's been physical abuse or sexual abuse. And, you know, the Bible promises to vindicate his children. The Bible promises that. And we want, we, I'm just trying to be honest. I know this is Mother's Day, but there's also those of you, we want to care for everybody in this room. We want to reach out to every person in this room. And we understand that these are some of the realities. So, and remember what Jesus said about children. What did he say? You remember that? When, when, they, when, when they, he said, don't tell the children not to come to me. Because one that fins one of the little ones of mine, it is be better to put the stone around their neck and throw themselves into the ocean. I mean, that's how, how uh, 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 emotionally empowered Jesus was when it comes to children. Just, just to make that comment. So let's have the worship team come forward. So maybe you've, you've, there's some, some lingering things in your heart. And I just want to give you the opportunity that as we come and, and, and sing a song or two, they just say, Lord, I don't want to live with this. I do not want to live with this. And some of us, you know, you might need some real, real counseling and help methodically work things through. Um, and I, I also want to say this. It's, it's really hard to walk through these things by yourself. It's really hard to walk through these things by yourself. And it's one reason, I mean, we have our, our ministry team that comes up. They'll come up uh, here shortly. That's one reason we have them. Um, but we have leaders here that will that make themselves available to sit down with you and and have these conversations of how to process our lives how to allow Jesus to come the holy spirit to come into our lives and you know remember Jesus said I have come to set the captive free and um freedom is there for us and just in a way of transparency, I, as I was flying down to Tucson, I took my journal with me, and I opened it, and I wrote my dad a letter. Um, and I wrote him a letter because how he ended his life. Because I cannot think of him without thinking of how he ended his life. And I said, I got to get this out. I got to get this out somehow. And so I wrote it, and um, I spent a couple hours just writing it, and you know, and I, 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 I choose to forgive. I choose to live in forgiveness. The reason I'm sharing that, it might, you might need to do something like that. You might just need to sit down and, you know, and write out your hurts, your discouragements, your all those, just write them out. And then at the very end of mine, I just said, in the name of Jesus, I forgive. 
In the name of Jesus, I forgive. And um, I have to tell you, it felt good. You know, it felt good. So um, stand with me.